0: And now, the BC Food and Wine Radio Network presents Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. This is BC Food and Wine Radio, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Save On Foods. Now,
1: here's Anthony and Casey. Hello, British Columbia. I'm Tony Gismondi.
2: I'm Casey Wilson. And this
1: is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. We're so pleased to be able to bring you the show kind of together this week. I'm in my office, Casey's in her office. Uh, But we're all coming together as a community to support each other in these really difficult times. In fact, uh, I don't know, uh, you know, we're in a time when an hour seems like a day and a day seems like a week. Do you even know what day it is anymore, Casey? Barely,
2: Tony. I actually have a deadline tomorrow. So,
1: yeah, that's the only thing that I I actually appreciate my deadlines this week. Usually I hate them, but they do keep you (laughs) they keep me focused
2: exactly
1: how are you making out downtown what are you cooking what are you doing
2: yes i'm cooking up a storm even though i'm you know on my own cooking for one yeah uh, i'm feeding the freezer
1: feeding the freezer and are you keeping in touch with your grandkids and your children
2: yes i am i'm on zoom
1: and we did that from north carolina what you're you're on what zoom on zoom which oh i recommend highly
2: we've uh, connected with my son in charlotte north carolina my daughter in oakridge area and myself
1: well that's fantastic well you've been you've been zooming your whole life so uh, uh probably that's no right. change <laughs> well i had a chance to talk to my mom of course she's 92 living unassisted in hamilton my brother's in athabasca my sister's in texas so uh, yeah it's there are interesting times but with all that going on, we want to try and uh, stick with our mandate, which is to bring a bunch of uh, positive and uplifting stories, if we can, about food and wine. There's been many going on in the province. Uh, this whole business about distillers uh, using their their properties to make hand sanitizer is quite amazing. Legend Distilling in Naramata uh, doing a great job there with Doug Lenny uh, over at uh, uh, Vernon's Okanagan Spirits. Tyler Dick has had some great success uh, producing it, trying to get this out to front uh, frontline workers, and in Oliver, uh, of course, where we're on every Saturday morning, uh, and in Summerland, Simon Butted of El Chemist Distiller doing the same thing. So it's pretty, it's pretty uh, innovative of uh, the BC uh, wine and and distillery industry.
2: Yes, it is, and also Christine Coletta and Matthew Dumain. Yeah, are correct. Doing a fantastic job. Yeah, they out of
1: Peachland. Yeah, uh, that's at okanagan uh, uh crush pad yeah they got it going very early on too well christine's been such a great supporter of uh of bc wine over her uh, tenure so that's it's really interesting i also had a quick chat this week with uh, anthony von mandel so much going on uh in the industry uh, uh daryl brooker was telling me he's had calls from 20 or 30 wineries asking them what if what kind of things they're doing to uh, stay in touch and to uh, to stay safe. So a lot of information sharing. He told me something interesting, Casey, because everybody's working in the vineyards, that uh, their people, first of all, they're having all their meetings outside now, outdoors, so they have physical guys, yeah. physical distancing. And then he, normally they work three or four people in these big long rows, and they've just reduced it to one person per row. So they can carry on uh, pruning and tying down vines, mostly what they're doing now, the tying down, and, uh, and stay safe. So a lot of things are going on uh, uh, as usual. As Anthony said, I, I, I actually asked him what it's like to be living in the present because he's always living in the future. But, you know, he said to me, the future never stops. And so, uh, so we have to keep going that way uh and speaking of that we have to get going we've got a great show today we're going to run a number of uh interviews that folks haven't heard from the vancouver international wine festival it was only a couple of weeks ago casey <laughs> that you and i were down there uh, meeting people from all around the world we just got it in we're so lucky that uh we did that and we've managed to stay safe
2: we did and i want to mention tojo's has a great takeaway menu most restaurants do have takeaway yep and He's offering a discount of 15% on all food orders for frontline healthcare workers. Okay. So if, just um, order online and put in the discount Healthcare present your ID at time of delivery for a discount, and uh, some amazing
1: dishes starting at $12. Normally I would say I wish I could be a doctor to get that food, but at this time I just respect these people so much, and I, I hope they stay safe and uh, they keep us safe. Okay, folks, uh, up next, we travel the globe uh, to bring you wine stories. And this week, we'll start with Federico Cirelli from Castello di Gabbiano. Casey, one of your favorite Tuscan wines. Uh, yeah. Wish you well and uh, talk to you soon. I think we're going to get connected globally next week to try and do a, a, a live show.
2: Great. Stay healthy.
1: You're listening to BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi.
2: I'm Casey Wilson. And
1: we'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the VC Food and Wine Radio
0: Network. Presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Save-On Foods. The BC wine industry is all about people. People crafting products with passion.
3: Save-On Foods is proud to support our local wine industry by carrying the world's largest selection of BC VQA wines from producers all across our province. That's over 1,200 labels from more than 160 vineyards, plus there are new ones added all the time. Wines of British Columbia at select Save-On Foods locations. For special offers, in and online, visit saveonfoods.com slash wine. Colmana Family Estate Winery is excited to share that their newest 2015 Vintage of Hypothesis, their flagship Bordeaux-style red blend, is now available to purchase en premier. Inspired by the futures tradition of Bordeaux, Culmina is offering this unreleased Vintage of Hypothesis in advance of its public release at exclusive en premier pricing. This critically acclaimed vintage is available by the case until March 31st. For more details, visit colmana.ca. Culmina Family Estate Winery, creating wines of excellence through the blending of art and
4: science. Mount Bouchery Estate Winery regretfully announces that due to recent developments, all on-site operations at the winery will cease for the foreseeable future. The health and safety of customers and staff are paramount, and therefore, they will be delaying the opening of their new facilities until further notice. The online store will remain open with free shipping for orders of six bottles or more and pickup will be available from the wine shop in West Kelowna. For more information and updated developments, please visit mtboucherie.com.
3: Springtime at Spirit Ridge Resort means sunshine, lounging poolside, dining, relaxation, and wine tasting. Enjoy the day with horseback riding, wine tours, a round at the on-site golf course, even a relaxing spa treatment. At night, warm up around a cozy fire or do some stargazing. Spirit Ridge has it all. Discover a true wellness-centered oasis in the heart of Canada's only desert at Spirit Ridge Resort in Asouyeus and experience like none other. Part of the Unbound Collection by Hyatt. Visit spiritridge.ca
0: and now from the 2020 vancouver international wine festival anthony gismondi and casey wilson this is bc food and wine radio now here's anthony and casey
1: Hello, British Columbia, and welcome back to the 2020 Vancouver International Wine Festival. I'm Tony Gismondi.
5: I'm Casey Wilson. You're
1: listening uh, to the BC Food & Wine Radio Network live from the floor of the uh, International Wine Festival. We're uh, beside the Eiffel Tower, in the shadow of it. Yes, we are. Uh, for the well, how, how many times in your life have you been beside the shadow of the Eiffel Tower?
5: Well, I've s- never spent this many days beside yeah. it.
1: A few. I've spent more in Tuscany, actually, and our next guest comes from there, from uh, one of the most beautiful places in Tuscany, Castello di Gabbiano. Uh, Federico Cherelli joins us uh, on the stage. How are you, Federico?
6: I'm fine. A little bit tired. But you're, fine.
1: You're a little bit tired. Come on, it's only Friday. Like <laughs> you got to get the energy up. Maybe a, a double espresso.
6: Yeah, I already have two double espressos. <laughs> Next one, I will fly. <laughs> and
5: tonight's the night. All the good-looking lo- women come to look for all the handsome dudes. So
1: Yeah.
6: Yeah, that's not You'll get problem. your energy. Yeah, I will keep the energy for the
1: party tonight. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, it's great to have you back. And uh, maybe we can talk a bit about the name, because there's been a bit of a name change, a label change. So we'll start with that, so people understand about what's going on at Gabbiano.
6: Yeah. Uh, We did uh, a packaging change Mm -hmm. uh, and also the name uh, in the label uh, will be different. Uh, The brand is Cavaliere d'Oro, it's no more Castello di Gabbiano because uh, we decided to invest more in the Italian wine and uh, do a larger uh, portfolio Mm -hmm. and for that reason we would like to maintain the Castello di Gabbiano brand just for the Toscan product. For that reason, uh, the consumer will see on the shelf uh, Cavaliere d'Oro brand. And for the Toscan wine, they will see in the front label the Castello di Gabbiano yeah. or Gabbiano, r- right.
1: So you just separated them out to keep them uh, separate. Yeah,
6: because now they make me busy. I'm <laughs> traveling all over in Italy to make wine uh, in Puglia, in Sicily, in Veneto, in Piemont. Yeah. But my headquarters is in Tuscany yep. and uh, my blood, uh, He's from Tuscany. Yeah. I have uh, Sangiovese in my blood. <laughs> <laughs> you, you were born in
1: Florence, no? Or yeah,
6: I'm 100% uh, from Tuscany. Yeah, yeah,
1: there you go. Uh, which means you're
6: 100% uh, a food and wine guy. I'm a food and wine guy. I I have m- at least once per week the my steak. I need steak to survive. Oh, yeah? <laughs> or. Bistinca Fiorentina. Fiorentina with a nice bottle of Chianti Classico Reserva, wow. Castello di Gabbiano is a great combination. And there you go, Casey. You're I set. know.
5: And so do you go out for Italian food in Vancouver? I'll bet they take you out for Italian food. Or, or do you get a chance to have our seafood?
6: Uh, I, had a g- I get a chance to do both. Good. Uh, and uh, I could say that it's a real pleasure to see that the Italian food uh, and the Italian community here is... Very nice. Mm-hmm. I had uh, real, uh, real good uh, Italian food in the city. In the meantime, seafood uh, is uh, very good and very approachable in with respect to Italy. That sometimes is yes. a little bit too expensive, especially the seafood.
1: I'm just going to pour these wines out here. We lost our uh, pourer, Casey. That's yours. So we're going to talk Thank a you. bit about the Gabiano Reserva. This is the 2015, I believe. Eh? Conte yeah. Classico. Yeah. So, Sangiovese, what does Reserva mean when people see that on the label, how, does, how should like they interpret what's that? What's the
5: difference? What are the different processes
6: for that? Uh, Chianti Classic, you have three tires in the appellation of Chianti Classic. We have the regular Chianti Classic or the vintage. Regular is a little bit uh, better vintage than regular. Yeah. And then we have uh, the Reserva and the Grand Selezione. The vintage must to be aged uh, 12 months the Reserva 24 months and the Gran Selezione 30 months. Okay. In our case, the Reserva Castello di Gabbiano, I decided to age 12 months in oak. Yes. In cask and barrel, just 10% new oak, and uh, one year in a bottle before releasing the market. Because for my philosophy and my knowledge of Sangiovese, I know very well that Sangiovese need time in a bottle to be, to be drinkable for the consumer, mm. to have a great appeal. And it's expensive to do that. It's very expensive because you have to anticipate the cost of their goods and then the cost of uh, the warehouse.
1: Oh, Federer, you you got a big old castle. You just put that stuff down the basement. Everything's fine. It's not costing you a fortune.
6: Yeah, but, you know, when I decided to anticipate the bottling, also if we have a castle, nice restaurant, um, they asked me many times, are you sure you need it? But fortunately, Treasury who owned the property, they really like to grow in terms of quality, Mm -hmm. and they follow all my suggestions.
1: This wine's delicious. It's pure. It's clean. The wood is less, and the red fruit is more. Uh, I really, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, In 2015, I guess you know we can all argue about top vintages. Pretty good vintage in uh, in Tuscany
6: yeah 15 uh, it was a good vintage uh, we had uh, a uh, a good uh, cold uh, winter that is now usual no 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 more usual <laughs> have a cold winter and then uh, we had a lot of uh, uh, a lot of good uh, uh, rainfall during the springtime yeah we managed very well the canopy and uh, at the end uh, the heel pretter was not too much, but definitely was uh, a good vintage uh, in a way of classic style of Sangiovese. Oh,
1: I just love it. Uh, okay, we talked about the steak. What else could we have with this wine in Vancouver this week? For with the
6: Reserva? Yeah. I think uh, any kind of uh, pasta with uh, meat. Or, mushroom or maybe? mushrooms, maybe? Or mushrooms, yeah. yeah. Or uh, the famous... Uh, you know, a mix of uh, mushrooms and meat salts. Yeah, that is... Uh, How
1: about risotto? Would that be good too, or...?
6: A, yeah, a good risotto with uh, something more fat, like, yeah. uh, you know... Because the, these... Uh, <laughs> pizza! Pizza, I think, Reserva is yes. an important wine to be drink yes. with pizza. <laughs> there you go, Casey, you know no pizza know. for you. No, yeah. I can see that. Yeah.
1: Okay, and the second wine, the Cavallero Doro. Uh, this is also a Chianti Classico 2017.
6: Yeah, Chianti Classico 2017. Uh, respect to the Reserva, here we uh, we have a less. Uh, we have a 90 percent of Sangiovese instead than 95, and then here the aging in oak is shorter, mm-hmm. and then no 100 percent of the wine we age in oak. One part of the wine I leave in cement tank to maintain the fruitiness and the juiciness of the wine also after three years like this. This is 17, three years old and still a baby, thanks to this technology. And uh, this wine uh, is definitely a wine that uh, is very affordable in terms of price, and is a wine that uh, can enjoy with any kind of uh, food. Pizza, for example, is perfect because the acidity of the Sangiovese is the character of this wine. Of course, we love this uh, uh,
1: the symbol, the horse rider, the the Cavaliero, I guess, is uh, the best way to describe it, the golden Cavaliero. Uh, that's so unique and so recognizable.
6: Yeah. The Cavaliere it well, is a is a frescos in our castle, 1124th century castle that wow. is still in the property mm-hmm. as a, an hotel. As Let me just stop hotel. you again.
1: 1124. Is what 1124th century wow. castle. Yeah. That
6: is an hotel with 11 suite inside. So we can come and stay on yeah, your property. I have yeah. stayed in that hotel. Wow. It's amazing. Amazing. And we have a fresco in the castle that the, the Cavaliere was the protector of the castle. Uh-huh. And that's the symbol of our brand mm-hmm. for Cavaliere d'Oro and obviously the symbol also of Castello di Gabbiano that is the focus of Cavaliere d'Oro wines. Mm-hmm.
1: Now you're the Cavaliere, you're the protector of the property.
6: I'm trying to do my best <laughs> uh, without <laughs> the horse. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, how's it going out? I mean, you've been here in Vancouver many times now, but y- are you enjoying your
6: stay here? and I can say that uh, Vancouver, uh, for me, climatically speaking, uh, I love Vancouver, Yeah, I love uh, the culture of people in Vancouver, yeah. and uh, I really, I, this is my f- third time, I hope to come here every year for Vancouver Wine Festival, that is an amazing festival.
1: Yeah, great fun. Always great to have you, great to have you tell the story of Sangiovese, which is uh, really the story of Tuscany, uh, and it's a bit of a renaissance, I think, at the moment, eh, the the vineyards, the the sort of the upswell, the interest in Sangiovese and the quality of it's been uh, it's it's really showing uh, modernly in the modern time. It's really showing well. Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. know if you understood me, but <laughs> no, no,
6: I understood what you say, and uh, definitely I think our wine represent very well uh, these uh, uh, these. Uh, idea of coming back in a traditional style of uh, Sangiovese instead to use too much oak. We are trying to do more classic as possible. I think when the consumer drink an Italian wine from Tuscany, they would like to drink a very elegant wine, a food-friendly wine. Federico, thanks so much. My pleasure. Always great to have you in the city.
1: I I hope you had a bit of time to run around and see some other sites
6: will do, and I will enjoy the party all night
1: long. Yes, yes. you will. I'll, I'll be okay. watching yeah. you. There we go. <laughs> Federico Cirelli, he's here from uh, Castello di Gabbiano and uh, Cavallari d'Oro, the two brands uh, that he represents in the tasting room. You're listening to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. We're live from the floor of the Vancouver National Wine Festival. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. We'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Presented
0: in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods.
4: The upper bench of BC's Similkameen Valley. For those in the know, it's a special place that's the source of some of Canada's best wines. And it's here, nestled in a sun-laden, stony corner of the mountains, you'll find Clodus Soleil Winery. Surrounded by an idyllic organic vineyard using natural ferments and small art artisanal winemaking, they produce elegant and age-worthy wines that reflect their unique land. You can find Clodus Soleil wines in fine wine shops and restaurants across the province, or order online at clodussoleil.ca. Come and get married in the land of Ng at Watermark Beach Resort in Asuyas. Beachfront on Osuyas Lake, Canada's warmest lake. One stop for all your wedding dreams. Gorgeous lakefront suites at Watermark Beach Resort. For you, your family, and your friends. Farm-to-table South Okanagan cuisine. Dining and wining, laughing and celebrating. Deep in wine country. (laughs) Connect today. Weddings at watermarkbeachresort.com.
3: Black Hills Estate Winery invites you to raise a glass with them this spring to celebrate the start of their 20th anniversary season. They're offering free shipping when you place an order, purchasing six bottles or more so you can experience some of their new spring releases, like their elegant Chardonnay and Carmoniere while relaxing at home. Check in with them at blackhillswinery.com to find the latest news. And for more information, make sure to like them on Facebook or follow them on Instagram.
0: and now from the 2020 vancouver international wine festival anthony gismondi and casey wilson this is bc food and wine radio now here's anthony and casey
1: Hello everyone, welcome uh, to the BC Food & Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gizmondi. I'm
5: Casey Wilson. Really
1: pleased to have with us now uh, on the floor of the Vancouver National Wine Festival, Clovis uh, Tatinje, probably one of the most well-known uh, champagne producers in the world. Uh, and Clovis uh, recently has taken over as a general manager in the company. Does this fund stop now or does it just start? It <laughs> start. <laughs> It starts. <laughs> so that's a good answer. <laughs> <It> starts, <laughs> <laughs> very good <laughs> answer. Yeah, uh, great to have you in Vancouver uh, to talk a bit about Champagne. You've done a great job speaking about it all week. I love that, that you say, I don't want to speak too much about what Champagne tastes like. I want to talk about life and about how it's part of people's lives. Is that important for the
7: for the Tatinjé family? For the Tatinjé family, yes, but also for me personally, uh, it's very important. You know, I always believed uh, that Champagne is a uh, is part of a culture the french culture mm-hmm. it's a uh, it's uh, it's about the cathedral it's about the Catholic, it's about the kings the queens and uh, all the people all the all the the days the years the centuries which have created the the, the, the reputation and the tradition of champagne you know and um, it,
1: it's it seems like we're just passing through for
7: a short period of time exactly you know uh, and uh, it's what I Personally, it's what I like. When I drink champagne, I don't drink Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, Pinot Manier. I drink a dream.
1: Yeah, you drink a dream. Mm. I like that. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm. Well, you brought two beautiful dreams uh, with us. Mm.
5: I Uh, know. I can't wait to taste. Yeah.
1: Let's talk a little bit about the the Prelude. Both of these wines are available in British Columbia. So, Prelude is... uh, How would you describe this wine in terms of where it is at Tatanjay? Why do you make this
7: wine? You know... uh, Uh, I think Prelude is one of the bigger uh, the the most recent baby of the of the of the range of mm-hmm. the of the Tetinger family. Mm-hmm. I think we uh, we we've created it for the millennium. You know, uh, and uh, at some point, you know, we were asking ourselves what to do and we decided to create, you know, uh, for as a one shot, you know, a cuvée that that where all the grand cru grapes would be inside, the best of the best with a uh, would say a reasonable price point. And uh and I think we 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 hit the mark, you know. I think uh, it became say so. it became uh, it became uh, one of the most uh, one of the blockbusters of the company. And uh it's prelude grand Cru, you know, it's all about the style of Tétanger. It's very light, very delicate, very uh, very feminine, you know. And uh you know we don't make big wines at Tétanger, no, we make don't. soft balance and the prelude is all about that, you know, it's you can drink it from the, the morning to the morning you know uh,
1: well i think this is something that consumers well they'll, they'll learn that this week talking to you but really the tatinje style the elegance mm. the finesse of the wine is so beautiful so and it runs through all the wines whether they're they're rich or intense or lighter or yeah. or rosé but finesse is. Uh, i think that's the final the final complexity of a wine when you can do that
7: yeah the the, the, the finesse and the simplicity are the most complex complex things yeah. to, to, to reach yeah and uh, it,
1: you said something great this week because everybody's talking about terroir but your wine is it's not really a terroir wine it is a terroir wine but it's there's so many different blends or maybe you could explain uh, a little uh, bit about what you were saying
7: yeah uh, you know uh, in champagne I mean uh, champagne is a mystery f- it's the mystery for everyone but champagne the heart of champagne is the art of blend blending grapes together different varietals, blending most of the time different years mm-hmm. you know whereas you know uh, most of the other wines you know they are blending uh, the they are, they are on only on one year on one vintage yeah and uh and in champagne you know you are also blending terroirs to get the the depth to to get the depth the the richness the I would say the Final, uh, the final, the, be- the perfect combination, you know, you need to, to, to reach different crews, different terroirs, you know, and that's, that's very much important.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, I love the complexity. Like, uh, I don't know, there's over 100, maybe it's 150, 160 lots that go into that wine or?
7: No, a bit, bit less. A bit less?
1: 50. 50, okay. Well, I love to exaggerate a
6: bit. Yeah, but... Uh, yeah, but, but uh, even so, that's a lot. Where yeah.
5: did it come from where people save champagne? I mean growing up, if you bought champagne, you saved it, but when you go to when I go to you London mean you, you
1: mean you aged it
5: Well, you s- saved it for a special oh, occasion, okay. and yeah. when I went to London, i couldn't believe Oh, just for a Sunday brunch, every table had a bottle of champagne in a bucket I
7: think uh, every every people every person has a different way of uh, of consuming and a f- different way of drinking you know I have no uh no real opinion, you know, to on that, you know. But uh, I like the fact that people are, are celebrating, enjoying life, whatever. Yes, they take g- you don't
5: need an occasion.
7: No, but I would say there are occasions, you know, every day yes. or every week, or mm. sometimes we just don't see them, you know. And for me, the the, the sense of my mission, what it's not only for, uh, it's not only with champagne, but the sense of my mission is to. Um, is to make um, is to give people you know a reason to celebrate you know to and a wine you know a good wine to say to someone i like you i love you that's for me the most important you know uh, it's uh, to take a glass of wine together a glass of champagne a glass of beer it's a proof of it's a proof of love mm-hmm. it's a proof of uh, a friendship and that's f- that's the purpose of uh, of our industry it's a sharing industry mm-hmm.
5: yes and tony has given me many mm-hmm. bottles of champagne <laughs> <laughs> Now I know you really do care about. Now, now me. you
1: know how much I love you. <laughs> uh, uh, rosé, it's become so popular. Uh, what do you think about rosé and champagne? Is it is it a good
7: mix? It's uh, I would say it's natural. Uh, it's a natural mix, you know, uh, you know. We are making. I think the first champagne, you know, uh, one of the first champagne made was a rosé mm-hmm. by uh, accident, you know. Uh, at some time, at some point, you know, it was the all the champagne were a bit uh, rosé, a bit. Uh, a bit uh, with a with a with a special color, you know. Uh, but uh, it's fully part of the history of champagne. And uh, one thing you know that most of no one knows, you know, champagne is the only region that to make a that to make a rosé. You can mix some white wine with some red wine, right? And it's what we do at Tétanger, We are mixing white wine plus a red wine a bit of red wine of mm-hmm. course from champagne yep and uh and uh it's one of the particular but part one of the particularism of uh, of champagne mm. uh
1: it's a family business you recently took over you and your sister have sort of taken over the reins now of running the co- the company do you do you feel pressure or do you feel ready to do it or how how does that happen you, there's a lot of years that went into it
7: no we, we actually we, we took over you know the the, the operation since uh mm-hmm. since a long time and the pressure we have it since the death f- since uh, day <laughs> one we entered the company yeah and and believe me this pressure does not disappear <laughs> at all <laughs> <laughs> is yeah. there
5: anything though that the company tattinger hasn't achieved
7: uh, we have uh, we have achieved nothing you know <laughs> oh. i think uh, no, we have achieved a lot of things but you know uh, I mean uh, we look you know we don't look in the for in the past you know we look for the for the future for the every day you know and it's a challenge you know to make uh, every day a good wine every day a better wine yes. and we want always to be better you know we have the weaknesses we, uh, we are not ki- we are not taking our success for granted as well every day you know you play your your own credibility you play your own uh, ability to be uh to be on top and i think you know work work experience, brain are, are necessary every day, you know, to, 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 be where you are. Otherwise it doesn't work, you know.
5: And for your last word, what doesn't go with champagne? I mean, it goes with everything. Soup.
7: Soup. 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 You sound like Soup. Tony.
1: That's and what Tony says. Maybe sadness.
7: No, sadness sometimes, you Does know. Does it go? You know, a uh, uh, last word, you know, uh, if I was to, uh, if I was to, um, to, to, Memorize one thing from my father to mm-hmm. to re- to remember one thing from my father. He always tell me, Chris when you are uh, when you are depressed, when you are down in the hole, it's because you know you don't. Yeah, there is one medicine to have a big dinner with a with a bottle of champagne or with a bottle of wine. You know, what then a great dad! <laughs> 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 yeah, <exactly>. when y- <laughs> when your is full, you know, yeah." Then you sleep and you sing you better the day after and oh. he's perfectly right
1: Globus Tatenjay uh, we can't thank you enough for spending a bit of time with us talking about your wines uh, fantastic place people can go and visit you're all set up to receive uh, people in, in Champagne and they should do that uh, and uh,
7: see the real thing up close it's your home you know and I mean uh, Canadians were here you know uh, many times to save France you know back yeah. in the first world war in the second world war and uh, You are all welcome, you know, it's a world heritage, and it's uh, your heritage. Thanks so much. Thank Thank you very much. Clovis Tatenjay from Champagne,
1: France, uh, joining us on the BC Food & Wine Radio Network. But we're gonna take a quick break. I'm Tony Gizmondi. I'm Casey Wilson. We'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food &
0: Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Save-On Food.
3: The BC wine industry is all about people people crafting products with passion. Save-On-Foods is proud to support our local wine industry by carrying the world's largest selection of BC VQA wines from producers all across our province. That's over 1200 labels from more than 160 vineyards, plus there are new ones added all the time. Wines of British Columbia at select Save-On-Foods locations. For special offers in-store and online, visit saveonfoods.com/wine. Hillside Winery is here to serve you, BC. We're now offering free shipping across the province on all orders of six bottles or more. Let Hillside deliver direct to your doorstep and give you one less thing to tick off your shopping list. If you're a local, ordering online for pickup is easy and hassle-free. Hillside will happily box up your wines and have them ready and waiting for you. We're all hunkering down and preparing for weeks of social distancing. Hillside is here to make it just a little bit easier. Find us online at hillsidewinery.ca.
0: And now, from the 2020 Vancouver International Wine Festival, Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. This is BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony and Casey.
1: Welcome back to the BC Food & Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gizmondi. I'm
8: Casey Wilson.
1: Uh, joining us now, and we're so happy he's here, Ermes Scardova. He's from medici Ermete. I hope I said that correctly. Yes, correct. Uh, export manager. From, um, from Can we say from Emilia-Romagna for people yeah. who maybe, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. to, the to yeah. fit them into that part of Italy? Yeah. Uh, great to have you here. Thank you very much. I have described you in the newspaper this weekend as yeah. the most interesting guy no. in the room. Ah, i i didn't mean to embarrass you but but yeah, you are a little bit you are bloody <laughs> interesting well uh, thanks. you have such a great love for for life for food and wine you
5: are yeah, not just wine right you love food you're like yeah. a professor
9: yeah no i'm uh, i'm in love about my region i'm uh, i think that uh, uh I'm happy to work in the wine industry, wine yeah. and food industry, and to repre- I'm s- very proud to represent uh, a yeah. product from uh, our area, from Emilia-Romagna region.
1: Yeah, why uh, should people go to Emilia-Romagna that have never heard of it or uh, need to know about it?
9: Yeah, Emilia-Romagna is uh, uh, not very well known outside of Italy, but a lot of the top product uh, that uh, people knows uh, from Italy are from these m- smaller areas, yeah. smaller region, and, and not only from Emilia-Romagna, but mainly from Emilia. Yeah. That is uh, the land. In particular is the food valley, the land of food. When you talk about Italian cuisine, you always talk about uh, parmigiano reggiano cheese, parma ham, culatello, uh, salami, mortadella, or uh, fresh pasta, handmade fresh pasta, like uh, tortelli, tortellini, lasagna, tagliatelle la bolognese, and all this stuff comes from a very small area between Reggio Emilia, Parma, and Modena. So yeah. that's the food valley.
1: Yeah, and, and you didn't mention balsamic.
9: Balsamic vinegar, sorry. Yeah, the traditional uh, well. The traditional balsamic vinegar. Yeah,
1: as well as your wines. I mean, it, it is, I don't know what Something to eat unique. when I'm there. It's so, it's so much fun.
9: Yeah, no, it's, uh. a, yeah, that's true. It's, um, Let's start with the cheese the parmigiano reggiano yes. cheese that's something uh, part of our tradition for me uh, is uh, so when you talk I- in my table or in my family when you ask to people pass me the cheese on the table you yeah. means that you you have to pass uh, uh, to the people close to you the parmigiano reggiano not not other cheeses yeah. if my girlfriend is um, from the border between Parm from from uh, Lombardy and uh, Emilia Romagna. Yeah. So, Lombardy is just a, an area of production of Grana Padano. Yeah. And sometimes say say she said to me, "Oh, uh, there is some grana." I say, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no. I, I didn't write to her. Why I have to write to her about yeah. the Grana? grana? Yeah. It's Parmigiano Reggiano. Yeah. Right. That's yeah, very it's good. Uh, it's some y- part of the tradition, honestly. And right.
5: I- and there's a connection, there's red cows.
9: The red cow that is uh, like a crew. Uh, when you talk about wine, you talk about crew, single vineyards, yeah. and uh, or the best uh, vineyards dedicated to a production. The red cow are um, autochthon great cow, autochthon uh, cow from the area Yeah, that indigenous, make uh, yeah. this uh, indigenous cow that made uh, this uh, rich and uh, fat uh, uh, milk that make uh, great the cheese. Yeah, is more. Uh, little bit more spicy rich and darker in color and,
1: and when we go in the store here and we can buy a reggiano should we buy a young yeah. one an old one a medium one what, what would you recommend that we
9: uh, but, uh, It's different uh, depending what you have to do yeah. because if you want to just to heat uh, is a perfect uh, the 18 uh, 24 month yeah. if you want uh, to use uh, just uh, on top of the pasta, yeah. on top of some pasta, yeah. uh, you can have the 20, f- 24 from uh, 30 month, yeah. and more than this, uh, 36, 40, uh, 40 month uh, uh. is normally used to do the stuff uh, of the tortelli, ah. the, the the tortelli of the, the ravioli. The amarone. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like it with a piece of a uh, piece of that with the amaroni too. Yeah, can be fun. Uh, We're going to come back. Maybe we can go over time a bit, but uh, you brought two wines. I want to talk about these. Talk about Medici Hermete. What what is the essence of this winery and the the wines?
9: Medici Hermete is a family wine uh, company. Uh, Nowadays, it's the fifth generation that runs the the winery mm-hmm. we are based I- in emilia romagna in particular in reggio Emilia, that is the land of parmigiano reggiano cheese in particular because people knows for the reg- r- p- for the parmigiano reggiano and for the traditional balsamic vinegar they start to produce uh, lambrusco p- s- since uh, m- 1890 and nowadays this year is the 130 yeah. anniversary of this uh, winery uh, they started to produce wine for their own osteria and okay and then uh, w- nowadays we are distributed in around uh, 80 countries around the wow. world.
1: And Lambrusco, um, you know, was known and it was down, and now Correct. it's back. Now up. It's, it's back. Uh, yes, It's, it's the renaissance
9: of the. There yeah. is a the renaissance of the Lambrusco nowadays. Very popular. And uh, it's and due to one of these uh, the wine that we have uh, in the glass yeah, right now. The concerto. The concerto is the uh, yeah. the benchmark now. It's considered the benchmark nowadays in the w- around the world. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I love that
1: you say that, because it is. It's fantastic.
9: No, uh, it's something that uh, I heard from one people, two people, sommelier journalists. They say, oh, this is one of very reliable wine, stable one." For us, is uh, uh, our flagship wine is uh, something that uh, uh, make the history of our uh, winery, because it's the first single vineyard Lambrusco ever produced. Yeah. Not by us, but in the category of Lambrusco.
1: For people who don't know, it's a sparkling wine. Yes,
9: it's, it's a red sparkling wine. So it's black. Different. Yes. It's
1: a black sparkling wine. Yeah. yeah, well, so you make this wine, it's got this high acidity, it's got yes. big freshness. W- what do we do with it? What What, what, what do the Italians have it with?
9: Uh, but Lambrusco, when you talk about Lambrusco, you talk about food, it's a gastronomic wine. Okay. And uh, we are lucky, we are the land of food, as I said previously, and so this is perfect to match with the uh, charcuterie, cheeses, pasta, Cagliatelle alla la one of the best match for the Lambrusco. Oh, man. I but due to, because all this uh, product, all this food are very rich, very tasty, yeah. and you need uh, something, the acidity of the Lambrusco is perfect to cut it, to clean your mouth. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's very good uh, with the pizza, with the barbecue meat, pork meat, uh, or uh, if you think outside of the standard Italian uh, yeah. food, uh, it's perfect with the spicy food. Uh, here in uh, okay. Vancouver, there is uh, a very, very, fam- good. very famous Indian restaurant, Vigis. Like yes, yes, yeah,
1: They serve it like water. Yes,
9: they serve it like water. And uh, yeah. Lambrusco, because works, perfectly with the spicy food, the Indian food, Thai food, yeah. everything that is spicy.
1: I like it with roasted turkey, like, uh, you know, yeah, uh, at Christmas. It's yes, very, it yes. it's also good for that because it cuts through the, the, yeah, yeah. The, the grease and the fat.
9: That's true, that's true.
1: Yeah. Now the other one is even more interesting yeah, because it's, it's an ancient style wine. Yes. Uh, let's talk about Lambrusco di Modena.
9: La Lambrusco di Modena, in that case, we have uh, just uh, what they like, uh, people can see in on the radio the color, but they are yeah. totally different color. Uh, of the Lambrusco, because uh, just uh, if a sentence to describe the Lambrusco is uh, a universe of wine. But is one grape universe of wine, because they are totally different each other. Each yeah. variety is different from the other, and there are very, very many, many varieties. There are more than 20 different varieties of, of Lambrusco. In the yeah. case, we have a Lambrusco di Sorbara, that is uh, the pale in color, and uh, it's made in a method ancestral, that is the ancient way to produce uh, sparkling wine yep. before the invention of the standstill. Ca- uh so fermented
1: tank. once in the bottle. Yes, yeah. fermented and once in the co- bottle co-
9: without the gushmon.
1: Yeah.
5: What color is that? How it's do you describe that We colour? say that it's
9: a natural rosé, because uh, due to the characteristic of the uh, sorbara skin uh, grape, uh, darker than this is impossible. Uh-huh. And uh, it's a ver- really natural rosé. Yep. It's a very nice color, I think. Is it not totally clean because it's unfiltered wine, Yep. but it's uh, nice, uh, I think, uh, the images of uh, the color of this uh, so wine. The, in the ancestral
1: glass. method is, you know, you, you only ferment the wine once. Like, usually yeah. in a, you know, Method Champenoise, they make a still wine yes. and then they referment it in the bottle. The bottle this yes. is fermented only once, once from the start directly and in the bottle never dosaged, never opened and, and yeah. disgorged so that's why there's a bit of uh, cloudiness in it too yeah, yes they so can I see the so of on course yes. the bottom. Uh, uh, I'm gonna say the natural freaks love it yeah <laughs> but it's yeah. not really a natural wine
9: it's a normal no. wine yes yeah uh, what about this with food ah this with food uh, is uh, is more for an aperitif. again the charcuterie for sure due to the acidity again uh, that is very high in this wine or a carpaccio, an aperitif, carpaccio, just uh, at the beginning of the meal or the lunch or the dinner, not uh, Mm -hmm. for a whole meal. So,
1: people visiting, what town can they set up in? Wh- what's the best place to start and then to strike out from there?
9: Would you say? But when they visit our area, Emilia Romagna, the best city is Bologna because uh, it's you a, said a, it. a, yes. a Roman city, is rich of history, rich of culture. The host uh, the oldest university in the world. Yeah. And
1: uh, oh, never mind that. Let's get to the restaurants.
9: <laughs> <laughs> but there are many, many restaurants there, yeah. and it uh, is the capital of the food. The main is the most important city of the area, and. Uh, very, m- a lot of monument, history, culture, yeah. and great food. And of course, a great wine uh, yeah. with brusco and,
1: and can we visit uh, Medici yes. in, as well and have yes, a visit a and taste yeah. wine and all that yeah. for the, for the uh, public?
9: We host uh, in our uh, winery. We have uh, uh, where there is our main estate, uh, that is La Rampata. We have also a balsamic vinegar facility. In that place, we receive every year The visit of around uh, 8,000 people uh, every year that visit us. They have a tasting of the wine, of the balsamic vinegar, and sometimes we organize also lunch. I I can
1: tell you it's fantastic.
5: I know. I can't wait to visit.
9: We're uh, waiting for you.
1: so great to see you in Vancouver. So thank you and very fun much to for having Fun to me chat with you today on the radio.
9: <laughs> Thanks. Uh, everybody for
1: should uh, jump on a plane and get over to Bologna as soon as they can and, and get going and come and see you. Um,
9: they make me very happy about this because uh, people when visit uh, the area, yeah. they're me proud of my home city. You should be. And
1: I love that you know it so well. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thanks. Thank yeah. you. Uh, our guest has been Erme Scardova he's from Medici ermete in uh, Bologna uh, centered in Bologna in uh, Emilia actually uh, to be very specific uh, really the the home of food and, food and wine in Italy so you can't get better than that you think or no no you're I'm already there great. I'm there yeah. Uh, The B.C. Food & Wine Radio Network, I'm Tony Gizmondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Uh, We're live on the floor of the Vancouver National Wine Festival. We'll take a quick break, uh, but uh, I don't want to leave Italy. Maybe I'll just stay here. Thanks so much. There's more to come.
0: This is the B.C. Food & Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. Spring is in the air, and Tinhorn
3: Creek Vineyards invites you to celebrate the coming of the sun with a trip to Oliver before the crowds come. Their tasting room is open daily from 10 till 6 and the award-winning Miradoro Restaurant is also now open for the season. Join the Crush Club and get VIP treatment, including club-only wines, early access to new releases and more. Plus, pick up your 2020 Canadian Concert Series Early bird tickets online now before they all sell out and get all four concerts for the price of three. Details at Tinhorn.com.
0: and now from the 2020 vancouver international wine festival anthony gismondi and casey wilson this is bc food and wine radio now here's anthony and casey
1: welcome back to the bc food and wine Radio Network, I'm Tony Gizmondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Uh, we're kind of wrapping up at the Vancouver National Wine Festival. Uh, another big, busy crowd, and our guest uh, has come all the way from Portugal, kind of, sort of, <laughs> from Fonseca. Uh, happy to have with us in the studio the export director, George Ramos. George, welcome back to the show.
8: Great to be here. Thank you.
1: Great to have you. Uh, you look kind of happy. Yeah, absolutely. Is that because it's the end, or are you just because you drink wor- a lot of port? I- both. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, Well, it's great to have you here, and we're going to talk a bit about Vintage Port tonight, which is unusual. Mm -hmm. I would love to to talk about that, because it's unusual because you brought a bottle of the 2017 and you just declared the 2016 and that's uh, has it ever been done before or was it was so long ago we don't it, remember it's so long
8: ago we don't remember it's yeah. actually the first time in many many years uh, uh since uh, the founding of Fonseca in 1815 that we declared wow. a back to back to vintage yeah on average uh we declare a vintage three times a decade mm-hmm. uh for port it's a house by house decision so it's when everything's 150 percent uh well that Fonseca declares uh, a classic vintage. Yeah, um, and it happened in 2016, and it happened also in Miraculously 2017. Miraculously, in 2017. Uh, very different wines, uh, very yeah. different uh, uh, climates in in those two years. So the 2016s are. Much lighter in style um, because of uh, a milder summer, whereas uh, the 2017s Uh, blockbusters, uh, blockbusters, a lot of big fruit, uh, complexity due to the spectacular uh, climate of that year.
1: I, I should say for our listeners who who normally think, well, people you know pick grapes every year and make wine, and of course you do, but a vintage port is a very special port because it's designed to live for uh 40 to 100 years in that bottle so it's only the greatest grapes from the greatest vintage go into it and that's why there's sometimes less than three vintages in 10 years but two back to back is is quite uh, extraordinary and a lot of people uh, did it a lot of producers not just you know one or two
8: Uh, yeah, absolutely oh, a, lot, uh, a, a few a few uh, the 2016 vintage was quite difficult It was a small vintage because halfway through uh, the harvest it started to rain. So yeah. essentially w- the, What went into the our 2016 vintage was the very best fruit mm-hmm. that was picked before the rain occurred during harvest mm-hmm. and then the 2017 was just a phenomenal year in terms of uh, the perfect climatic conditions and the growth season uh, so these wines were uh, the grapes were picked actually quite early. Uh, the 2017 vintage, we actually started picking in late August, which was wow. uh, quite, quite uh, early. And probably for us at Fonseca, uh, w- we have like detailed um, harvest notes. And it uh, the first time that we picked uh, that early was 1863.
5: Wow, that's mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. how detailed were the notes back then?
8: It depends on the handwriting <laughs> of uh-huh. the person at the time, but quite detailed in terms of what was picked, in terms of the vineyard and what grape varietals were picked, w- uh, when, from which uh, uh, vineyard. Uh, uh, it's amazing the detail that went into it and we were uh, quite uh, fortunate to have those uh, notes. But in terms of, of uh, for us uh, at Fonseca, uh, uh, it's all about the ageability, as, as you mentioned, uh, uh, of the wine, the, the quality, the ageability, and also the, the house style. Um, so yeah. um, for us, as I mentioned previously, three times a decade is is what's Mm yet what has been the average but uh prior to 2016 the last declared vintage was 2011 so we did go five years without having Mm -hmm. a a great wine to bottle as a vintage board yeah so
5: how does the consumer choose between a 2016 and a 2017 Uh, they buy both
8: they (laughs) buy both exactly by the case (laughs) yeah
5: is there a price difference
8: uh no uh in terms of price it's pretty much similar, uh, uh, the retail price here in B.C. is between the 150 to $160 uh, yeah. range, uh, and these are wines that are are, are readily available both in, in public and right. in government and private. I mean, services. there's
1: lots of options here, Casey. For instance, you could buy this wine Uh, For somebody who's having a wedding anniversary or had a baby in 2017 and they can drink it the rest of their life. Mm -hmm. It'll be around for 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years and and beyond. So that's one way to do it. You can drink a 2017 vintage port right now for kind of a short period, I would say, in the next year uh, and and enjoy it while it's so youthful Mm -hmm. and fruity. And then it'll shut down and start to age. Uh, or you can have an annual time with chocolate. Absolutely, you brought some chocolate. <laughs> I did. What's the
8: deal with port and chocolate? It, it's just a perfect pairing uh, for 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 port, uh, chocolate or or, or cheese. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have different styles. We're focusing on on twenty seventeen and on vintage port particularly here. But uh, with port, we have other other styles of of. of um, Port wines, uh, whether uh, Reserve Ruby, where Fonseca has an organic port called Terra Prima, yeah. or uh, a tawny, the Tawny ports, which uh, are a perfect pairing with uh, uh, cheesecake, uh, creme Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, you brought a tawny port. You brought the Fonseca. Is that the 10 year old? This is the 10 year tawny. Yeah. So, the difference between these two is maybe you can quickly explain the difference between vintage port and tawny port because it's uh, kind of w- cool.
8: Yeah, yeah. Port shouldn't be complicated. So, let's simp- simplify things a bit. Uh, there are two grand categories Ruby ports and tawny ports. Yeah. Ruby ports, agent big barrels for a, a, a lesser period of time. Uh, when I say big barrels, uh, large vats, 100,000 yeah. liter vats. Yeah. Whereas tawny ports age in small casks, 500 liters. So essentially, it has to do with oxidation. Whereas ruby ports, you have uh, less contact with oxygen, less less oxidation, uh, you have more fruit-driven wines, uh, big luscious licorice, uh, the dark berry cherry flavors. Tawny ports, you have less wine, Uh, more wood, more oxidation, so you have more of those uh, dry fruits, the figs, the dates, the apricots, Mm -hmm. taking on more of that vanilla butterscotch flavor. And a
1: 10-year-old tawny port that's basically been oxidized for for an average of 10 years, when you open it, it doesn't really oxidize anymore, so it keeps for quite a while.
8: Quite a while. Uh, We have Tawny Ports aging at our cellar since the mid-1800s, and when we go to uh, blend these wines at 10, whether at 10, 20, 30, or 40, Mm -hmm. it's essentially a blend of the many different wines from the many different uh, uh, years to average 10, 20, 30, and 40. So they're completely (coughs) oxidized, and uh, once open, uh, they're good to go for a few months. And
1: uh, and, and not even to average the ten years to average the taste of what a 10 year should taste like. Absolutely, is, is the sort of strategy. Which sounds kind of odd, but it sounds so it could be. It could be have an average age of 13 years, but it tastes like a 10-year-old Tawny Port. That's the sort of game that you
8: want to have, which Absolutely. is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, basically we have uh, a team of four blenders slash uh, 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 tasters that what they do every day is pretty much blend yeah. to ensure that the, quali- the, the the flavor profile of the house is there and uh, to, to get to that flavor profile of what yeah. one expects in a 10, 20, 30, or 40. More and
1: more people are traveling to Portugal now. Is it is it fun to visit a porthouse like Fonseca? And, and how do you do that? Do you, do you go up the Duro, or do you do it in uh, Villanova de Gaia? Or how does it work?
8: Uh, we have b- uh, Fonseca has traditionally focused on on the Douro Valley. So we have Quinto do uh which is the Fonseca property, the main uh, right. property at Fonseca. That's actually the first property to, to officially open to the public uh, in 1992. Okay. Uh, so we have um, tours uh, year round, seven days a week, and in the fall we. At Fonseca, we will open a visitor center in Villanova at Gaia to accommodate the, uh, the tourists visiting Porto. And you,
5: do you still do foot treading? We do. We can, do. Can we see that if we go to the winery? <laughs>
8: Uh, well if you if come you go at the harvest, late September, early October, at the Quinta do Paniscal, which is a property that's open uh, yeah. for for visits, you can jump uh, in the you can tank and sure, the lagar and yeah. and tread the grapes. The only thing we ask is that once you go in, you don't come out. And uh, grape treading is four hours, so yeah, it's, it's wow. <laughs> you must have the stamina. <laughs> Th- that could discourage somebody. It's not for old guys. <laughs> no,
5: exactly. That's yeah.
8: incredible. Uh, oh, George, great to
1: catch up with you. Talk a bit about the 2017 Fonseca Vintage Port, which has just been released in the marketplace The 2016, of course, out a year earlier. Both uh, rare vintages. I say buy them both and age them for the next 10 years, and then you can taste them back to back forever and argue about which one is better. That's what we love to do. Uh, so uh, he's already laughing, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you What's better imagine. than
5: chocolate and port? <laughs>
1: yeah, that was delicious, too. I've been eating chocolate and drinking port, folks. I admit it. I did it. I admit it. It was good. Thanks so much thanks, for bringing the thanks chocolate. Thanks for having me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, George Ramos, the export director from Fonseca. Fonseca Vintage port 17, 150 bucks a bottle. The Fonseca uh, 10-year-old, Thank roughly... 35 Yeah, roughly $35. You're listening to the B.C. Food & Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gizmondi. I'm Casey Wilson.
0: That's it for today's show. Tune in again next week for Anthony Gizmondi and Casey Wilson on the B.C. Food & Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. B.C. Food & Wine Radio is a TKS West production. Executive producer, Casey Wilson.